Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors magazine can be found at your local Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The days of heading out and blindly looking for good fishing areas are pretty much over. Don't waste your time and money on fuel searching for fish. You need the most recent, highest resolution images to not only know where to go, but to know where not to go. The knowledge provided by today's technology is critical when planning an offshore fishing trip. Make the choice that professional captains all over the Gulf make and choose Hilton's real-time navigator. The easy-to-use interface and real excellent customer service will have you on fish every time you go. Check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Brian Sin. Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Man, let me tell you something. Winter has rolled in in Alabama. Beautiful day yesterday. Man, I bet the fish were, were up shallow yesterday and people were catching them. But then you last night, the storms rolled through, rain. And I believe it's 30, 34 degrees outside in Birmingham right now. And I think it's just going to get colder. But, hey, it's Alabama. It's that time of year. 65 one day, 25 the next. That's what we got to deal with. And uh, I can't wait to see how it is affecting our fishing around the state. So let's get started on that. Let's go to segment one with my man David Hare down there on Lake Martin. This man catches giant striped bass, and I can't wait to hear what they're doing. Captain David, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Brian. You doing okay? Man, I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. We got all recovered from another round of uh, COVID last week or so, and man, this thing is just, I just got a phone call about five minutes ago from the school system that they're going to shut down all the county school systems in Shelby County you know, through Tuesday or Wednesday next week. I, I don't think they think uh, there's so many teachers out with it. They can't even find nobody to teach the darn classes right now. Yeah, I've been going through that, you know, with my trips and all. Luckily, so far, me and my wife, we we have avoided it. But, uh, but I think it was last week or week before last, I had four out of seven bookings that canceled because they actually it wasn't that they were exposed i mean they had had uh covid and then two of my guides have had covid so and uh those two guides have uh small kids you know that go to school and oh, yeah. also they just oh, yeah. they just assumed that their kids brought it home you know and got it from them luckily they haven't been like real real sick like you were the first go round right. with this stuff, but still, you know, when you got it, you got it, and you gotta try to keep your distance and all. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, unfortunately, it's just going to be a part of life from now on. I think, and and I, I'm hoping as people get it and build their antibodies up, it'll just you know maybe get I don't know, just become like another flu to us. I guess. Yeah. I, I think we're just, like you say, we're going to have to learn to live with it and hope we don't get that real, real bad strain like we had the first go round. That's right. That's right. Hope not. Well, hey, one thing's for sure is the fish aren't getting COVID. So let's talk about them. What are the big strike doing in Lake Martin right now? Well, we're we're still catching fish deep. I did have one guy that got on some uh, fish the, the first of the week or maybe it was last, this past weekend, he caught some fish in some 16-foot water, which is shallow compared to what I've been catching them in. I'm still catching them about 40 feet deep out in some 50 to 55-foot water. Good gracious. This is a good time of year for you guys, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love wintertime fishing. Now, 
Now, some of these 20 and 30 degree days, it gets tough, but the bite doesn't. The bite seems to, you know, hang in there with us. And actually, actually, most winters, uh, we catch more fish in the winter than we do any other time of the year. We might not catch the quality that we catch the rest of the time of the year, but quantity, we wear them out basically since around the 1st of November, pretty much all of my boats uh, were catching anywhere from 30 to 60 to 80 fish per boat per trip. Good gracious. What will you expect if somebody comes out this time of year, you know, you may not be catching the the giants uh, like you do at some time of the year, but I mean, what kind of size range are we talking about? Uh, I tell everybody this this time of year, expect what I consider the schoolie fish, three to ten pounds, just, you know, fun to catch. Uh, but, but, you know, nothing that you're going to go have mounted. But I think it was two or three Sundays ago, we got a 30-pounder. Uh, and then maybe it was this past Saturday, I think it was. I think I had four or five boats out everybody was catching fish but i got on a school with some pretty nice fish and i think we boated 18 fish that were 10 to 12 to 13 pound fish uh, that's a fun day of fishing captain david oh yes they they had a ball they had a ball and uh every once in a while you're gonna get us in a school of uh uh, what I call baby stripers, you know, I mean, to stripe that's not even big enough to keep and clean. Uh, but right. if you'll sit there long enough, that eventually a better school will move under the boat. And when they do, I mean, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Well, what is it about the, uh, you, you know, the wintertime pattern that you're in right now that it sounds like you know, this, this may be the time of year when you catch the most fish, but what's different about this time of the year and other times of the year when you may catch less, but, but bigger fish. These fish are schooling together deep. And when I say a school, I'm talking about there's times you'll see a school of hundreds of them under the boat. We're on up in the spring. I say a springtime school. Let's just say if it's in the creek channels or up in the river channel, it might be a school of fish there, but it they're stretched in a bigger area that you know you're you're moving and you're catching those fish in shallower water and up on top. These fish they're swimming, but they're staying in one place. It's just one big circle of fish, and it could be hundreds of them under your boat and. Uh, the funny thing is, and it's been like this all late fall and all winter so far. I mean, you, if you clean one of these fish or even get them up over in the boat, I mean, they are spitting up bait. I'm talking about this not much longer than your fingernail. It's crazy the small, and it doesn't matter what size fish it is. They're feeding on little bitty, I'm talking about little bitty bait. Really? Well, yep. and that's, a, that's yep. a, you know, I was sitting here thinking, and I'm glad you, you, you mentioned bait because that's what I was sitting here thinking about is, you know, like a lot of these large mouth fishermen, you know, right now they're like, man, these bass are just following the bait right now. And, you know, the, we're not really, they've moved out of a lot of the wintertime patterns. They've moved up a little shallower than, than in past years for wintertime patterns and, and they're catching fish i mean on the bank you know to six eight ten foot of water again and they and they're like well that's where the bait has gone so that's where the fish are going to your fish that you're catching in 40 foot of water right now there's obviously bait down there that that's the reason they're there right are they feeding on something different yeah they're definitely feeding on herring and again i mean it evidently it's just a new a, a brand new hatch of herring in the lake that I mean it's some of the smallest bait I've seen them feed on in a long time and, and I, I've heard the same thing that what you just said I've heard some of these bass fishermen say you know they're they're catching these bass in the springtime pattern right and uh, I, 
and I keep thinking that's what I'm going to have to do with these stripers, but it's hard to leave a, a pattern where you're just boating one fish after another to go up into some shallow water fishing to catch just a few. I'm talking about in my type of fishing, you know, and, and unless somebody just tells me, hey, I want to definitely just absolutely fish shallow water and try to get a big fish i'm going to put them out there where they got a lot of action and and for me so far a lot of actions in deep water well when you're looking down there on you uh, and, and you're seeing schools of hundreds of fish it's hard to, it's right <laughs> it's a little hard to leave that it, it is uh, it, it, like i tell clients you know the rule of thumb is don't leave fish to go look for fish no you know? <laughs> Well, is it, is it a case where with, with, when we're talking about size of these stripes and, 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 you know, they range, like you said, anywhere from three pounds to 30 pounds and everywhere in between, when you're looking at these schools of fish that are hundreds of fish down there, is there kind of every size range down there or, and the reason these smaller fish may be a little more aggressive and they may get to your bait before the big ones have a chance to. Uh, but the big ones are still down there with them, or do those big fish kind of stay off by themselves, maybe in smaller pods? Yeah, I've always thought the, the bigger fish sort of stay off to their self, and you're right. They might be a little slower than the smaller fish, the you know, the younger fish, because, you know, all of a sudden you, you'll catch a 10, 12, 15-pound fish, and you're seeing you're seeing what I think is good quality fish under the boat, but you might catch. I, I'm just throwing a number out there. You might catch eight or ten, two or three pounders, and then all of a sudden catch four or five ten pounders. I think it's a little bit of both. I I think some of your bigger fish uh, might be a little bit more of a loner. And they might not be quite as fast. They like the these big old bucks. That buddy's up in a tree hunting right now. They kind of stay off by themselves a little bit till they have to. Yeah. And the sure enough 20 to 30 to 40 pound fish. Now they'll sure stay by their self. Now they be in the same vicinity that the other fish are, but they'll just come in for the kill. And then all of a sudden they back back off. Like if you have a big fish blow up on your bait and he misses it, it's not like he's going to hit it right back again. You got to keep working for him and, uh, and eventually he'll come back in and do it again. You know? Well, it sounds like that the lake is doing, uh, the strike population. It sounds like is, is really strong in Lake Martin right now. And it sounds like the blue herring is, uh, sounds like they're, staying strong and multiplying and and the fishing just keeps getting better oh yeah yeah and i assume that's what's getting the and and i don't know why i talk about crappie and bass at all really because i I don't know that much about them because that's not what i concentrate on but a buddy of mine that that uh is a crappie guide here man he has been sending me some pictures i'm talking about of crappie that i used to see my mother and daddy catch years ago and i i think they must be feeding on these herring too i mean i mean he is catching some slabs and i know know, that some of the guys uh that we've had on uh, some of the bass fishermen that fish like martin they they said the same thing they're just like man you know it's taking a lot bigger stringers to win tournaments than it used to on Lake Martin. Oh yeah, and and the and it's yes. because of those herring. It's because of the food is just there, and they're growing. It is here, and uh, it's hard to answer a client when they'll say, "How come they'll hit our bait when they got so much bait down there to feed on?" And I said, "Well, if you look at this screen right here, I mean, we're sitting on hundreds of fish. I mean, they're just hitting whatever the first thing that." drops in front of their face is and our bait stands out a little bit different you know because it's not the exact same size but it does make you scratch your head sometimes it when does. your screen's black blacked out <laughs> with bait and then 
and and then all of a sudden they're hitting your bait and you think gosh that's a lot of bait for them to find your bait out of all that you know it's kind of like me you know i don't want to have to run chase my food down i'd rather go get it out of the refrigerator where it's a little bit slower standing still yeah there you go there you go and so that's what they're doing too They, they those bait fish down there are constantly moving and swimming and running from them and they have to chase them. Uh-huh. Where when you drop that yep. bait down there on them, they're like, okay, here's an easy meal right here. Let me go on and get this one. Yeah, yeah. You can drop a bait down there that's real sluggish or basically has died on you. Man, they won't even bump that thing. But if you drop one down there that's lively, he, he's going to get hit. But again, he's not swimming off because I'm using two and three ounce weights. I'm keeping that bait right up under that right rod there. Tip. Yeah. They can't stand it because he's active, but he can't go nowhere. That's right. That's right. What, um, are, are you fishing live bait right now? Is that mainly what y'all are using? I, yes, sir. I am the small, smallest bait I can get my hands on is what I'm using right now. And, uh, if, if I was, you know, if I was going, uh, pulling bait on top, you know, yes, I would carry bigger bait with me, but catching these fish deep, like I've been saying the whole time that we've been talking, I mean, if I'm going to drop something down there to them deep, I'm going to drop something as small as I can find on my hook, you know? That's right. Something what you know they're feeding on. I mean, if they're coming, if you know they're feeding on that size, just, you know, master hatch, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, Captain David, if you got a tip for anybody, what would your tip for today be if they're going to come to Lake Martin and uh, and try to catch some giant stripes right now or a bunch of stripes? The first thing I would say, dress very warm <laughs> and very safe. <laughs> uh, no doubt. Yeah, you, if you were to accidentally end up in the water this time of year, you, you only got a few minutes to get out of there. So keep yourself protected. And uh, it's good to have you a fishing buddy this time of year. Uh, case something like that does happen to help you get out of the water but i would concentrate on on uh maybe jigging some uh real small spoons any kind of real small live bait do have you something top water tied on because on some of these roughest days that i've had some two foot swells out there i have actually caught some fish on top the last couple of weeks you know just wasn't expecting it, but I was ready for them. And when they busted on top, we were able to cast into them and catch them. That's a great tip, Captain David. I appreciate it, man. Well, look, love having you on here. The, sounds like the stripe fishing is is on right now, and y'all are catching a, a pile of them. If you can come out there and stand the cold, what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you and book a trip? Best way to get me is either call or text me at two five six four zero one three zero eight nine and you can always google me Elliott city guide service uh i'm i'm easy to find well good deal guys y'all give captain david a call book a trip with him down there uh and and man uh sounds like y'all will catch a pile of fish right now and still got a chance this time of year to catch that 30 pounder too so uh don't think that you gotta wait to another time of year to catch a big fish it sounds like you can still catch a big one right now and and, and catch a bunch of numbers on top of it and i can't think of anything that sounds more fun than that i appreciate the phone call and everybody stay safe and i uh, hope your family does good same to you captain david would look forward to talking to you again soon buddy Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Each and every week we get to bring you this show for free because we got sponsors. So we're going to take just a couple of minutes and hear from some of them. For Alabama freshwater anglers, you'll want to check out these awesome tournaments. Have you ever had a chance to catch a million-dollar fish? Did you know that beginning in April, there will be not one but two million-dollar bass swimming in Alabama's lakes? OGS Bass Fishing Tournaments will host Crank for Bank, powered by Fishing Chaos, on Wheeler Lakes as well as Lake Martin. So how do you get 400 bass to tag? You hold fishing tournaments. The first event in the OGS Wheeler Lake Fishing Tournament is held at Ingalls Harbor on January 29th, 2022. Fish caught at this event will be tagged and distributed around Wheeler Lake for the Crank for Bank event. Winning team and the highest placing Fishing Chaos subscriber will win free entries to Crank for Bank Lake of their choice. 
So help us help you win a million dollars by fishing the OGS Lake Wheeler Fishing Tournament January 29th, 2022. For more information, download the Fishing Chaos app or contact Jesse Wilson at 256-508-1853. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Hey guys, if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and they do an incredible job around the state of Alabama and the Georgia, Tennessee. So if you're thinking about building a lake, if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have, restocking, fertilizing, liming, these guys do it all and they do it well. It's what they do for a living, so they're really good at it. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. And, uh, man, it sounds like the, uh, sounds like if you want to go catch 30, 40, 50 stripes, Lake Martin's the place to do it right now. That's always, uh, always something I've, I've wanted to do and haven't done it yet. I got to get with Captain David myself and get out there and book a trip, but Hey, let's head down to Eufaula, Lake Eufaula, Alabama. with one of my favorite contributors on here, Captain Tony Adams. Tony, how are you, my friend? Doing great. How are you today? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just looking at these pictures flipping through that you've been sending me. And uh, like always, you just continue to load the dang boat up with these crappie down there. <laughs> yes, sir. I love me some crappie fishing. You know, you, it's hard to beat the a crappy sandwich. You know what I'm saying? It sure is. It sure is. Well, <laughs> I, I know that wintertime crappie fishing is, is definitely different. A lot of... Uh, a lot of people get excited about it in the spring and, and in the fall, but may ignore it in the winter. But the crappie fishing is really good right now still, right? Yes, if sir. You, yes, if you can yes. handle the weather. Yeah, if you can handle the weather. You know, the, the biggest challenges we have on Lake follow right now is it's usually, you know, January and February is usually the wind. You know, some days it may be 15 miles an hour, you know, but... Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest challenge right now is, is the mud, muddy lake. Our crappie on Lake Eufaula is black crappie. Well, black crappie, in most cases, I, I have caught them right off the bottom. I mean, you, you can reel them up and there's mud on their stomach, you know, pretty much. They'll hug the bottom. Those crappie will go deeper. And um, like I say, the ones that I went out there and caught Tuesday, 15 to 20 foot deep. The bite's a little slower. You know, they're not as quite as aggressive as, as they are during the summertime or, you know, during the spawn. So you kind of have to pay a really close attention to your rod tilt, you know, to see that bite, that winter bite. And like I say, usually what I like to do is I fish with the B&M Duck Commander, you know, the crappy rod. Mine's 10 foot long and, you know, it's real sensitive at the end. So if one just swims by it and breathes on it, sometimes you can see the little twitch on the on the rod but when that crappy bites at you 15 20 foot deep you know that's a pretty good bite just to even see a twitch on the on the end of the rod the way i do it is if i'm f- fishing 15 to 20 foot deep my rods are are 10 foot you know it's got little markers on the rod that kind of gives you a, a guideline of how deep you're fishing so the way my boat's set up. And I'm 15. sorry, walk, walk through that real quick. What do you mean there's about the marks on the rod? How does that let you know how deep you're fishing? Well, those marks are foot apart. So if you take a 10-foot rod, you know, like I say, I'm, on what I've done Tuesday was I was fishing in 15, 20-foot borders. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that rod tilt, and I'll let my line down to, to pretty much my rod length. And then if you'll let out another five or six according on how deep the fish are on those lines that's on that rod, then you'll know you're fishing, you know, mm. 15, 16 feet deep. 20 foot's kind of a little, a little easier because what I do is I, I hold the rod up, let the lead in, let my rod tip go to the water, mm-hmm. and then I, I raise it up, the, you know, the same length as the rod because you, you kind of know where 10 feet is based on, you know, pulling your rod up. So then you're fishing about 20 foot deep. That makes that make sense. Any sense. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that so makes then, total then sense. I'm fishing, then I'm fishing 20 foot. Uh, I think the picture I sent you a while ago, if you notice, the, the fish is, you know, 15 to 20 foot deep, you know, and some of them's right off the bottom. So if you wanted to go down to 
to 22. But sometimes it's like, you know, crappy will be right on the bottom. This picture I sent you, you know, most of the fish was 15 to 20 foot. And like I say, pretty good day. You know, the bite is a little slower in the wintertime, but, you know, I caught several doubles. But, you you know, I'm looking at this picture and you're right. You know, you've got some crappie on this picture and and, and guys i know y'all can't see this but it's a it's a picture of a stump on his on his helix 12 and and the top and it's loaded down with crappie and there's a couple of them you know i'd say probably 75 percent 60 75 percent of of the fish on this picture i mean they're within inches or a foot of the bottom that's correct yeah usually i can drop it to the bottom and reel it up about three turns and most of the time you're right on the fish. You know, if you can look at that picture, you know, they're, they're 20, 21 foot deep, you know, mm-hmm. just some right up under that stump. And then you've got some just right above it, but they're, they're kind of all right there together. Right now. I know we've talked a lot on here about, and you've educated me a lot over the past year or two with, with daylight and, and sunlight, not daylight, but sunlight and bright days and cloudy days right now. Uh, looking at these pictures, it looks like the water's a little more stained, maybe a little more muddy, which is under, you know, in the wintertime, it, it probably is with the more rain we get. Does the muddier water, uh, especially when you're fishing deep like that, does the sunlight affect it as much? Well, you know, the biggest thing is finding the crappy. They could do several different things. If it's a good warm day, if it's muddy water, even though it's cold, if there's a good good sunlight, a lot of times those fish will come up, you know, four or five, six foot deep because, you know, that sun will warm up upper part of that muddy water first. You know what I'm saying? So the, the upper part, the shallow part of the water is going to be a lot warmer than the deeper. So they could be, you know, in the four to six foot range water. And, you know, again, they could be, you know, in the 15 to 20 foot water. This The day I went out was Tuesday and... um and most of the fish I saw was, you know, 15 to 20 foot. Now, they are scattered this time of the year on Lake Eufaula. I saw some on on ledges in the creeks that's running, you know, like I say, 15, 18 foot deep. You can see the fish on the ledge. There's a few that's, you know, still on structure. And, you know, like I say, if you could see this picture, you'd see that they're, you know, 15 to 20 foot. And then... I didn't try any shallow spots because, you know, it was kind of more in the morning. So the sun hadn't heated up the water a whole lot earlier that morning as it would be later in the day where the sun beat beating down on the water, heating it up. And, you know, those fish could come up and still could be in 20, 22 foot of water, but it may be four to six foot deep. because right. They're getting up there where it's, you know, a lot warmer water. A lot of times during the winter months, you know, they also, you know, they'll get you know, right off the bottom and they'll be right next to the structure. You know, I mean, they're just, a lot of times they're real tight to it. A lot of times this time of the year, they'll, you know, the shad's usually moving up in the creek. So wherever the shad's at, you know, that's, that's where your crappy's going to go. So a lot of times they'll be, they'll be running in the creeks, you know, you know, down the ledges looking for, for the shad. So the sunlight does have, have a lot to do with it based on, you know, how much sun it is and how much it warms up that, that muddy water. Cause that muddy water is going to heat up so much faster. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at your setup here and, 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 you know, we were talking about the, the B and M duck commander ride and, and why you use it and, and some advantages to it. But I'm also looking at your setup and your rod holders on your boat. And, and in this one picture you sent there, you've got, it looks like it holds two rods. So, you know, I've got a couple questions around that. So, you know, when I think of jig fishing and you're, you're fishing with jigs, I'm thinking of holding the rod, feeling the fish hit. And then, I mean, it's not like a bass. You ain't jerking his lip off, but you know, setting the hook just a little bit. How do you do that? If your rods in a rod holder. Okay. Well, on this day I was fishing with minnows. So that's minnow fishing. So those are high tech rod holders. I've got two rod holders on each mount. Okay, so there's there's two there, and then there's two a little further back. So there's there's four rods. That's two two rods in each one. Now those rod holders will adjust up and down, side to side. So you can swing those rods further apart, or you can you know bring them tighter together. 
with them adjusting up and down. So on a windy day, what I'll do is I'll take those rod holders and I'll adjust that rod tilt so it's just barely above the water line. So that way, if there's a strong wind, it's not tangling up your wind, you know, your lines, mm-hmm. blowing your lines all over the place. But on this day, you know, the wind wasn't that bad. So, I, you know, I had them tilted up about two foot out of the water. But you can do this the same way with jigs. You know, just put your jigs on and, you know, drop your jig, you know, down in, you know, in the water, whatever brand name jig you want to use. You know, if it's Big Bites or if it's Crappy Magnet or if it's, you know, How Flies or whatever, and just let that jig sit there. Well, usually there's a, a little motion in, in the lake, you know, or the creek or river. Mm-hmm. Here's it's the lake, but there's usually a little bit of current that that jig's sitting there and there's a little twitch at least if you got a feather jig that feather would would twitch a little bit and that you know that crappy can't stand it but you don't have to i mean but you're not taking it out of the rod holder to set the hook or anything i mean when when you got it in the rod holder the crappie hits it and he's on there you'll see the twitch and when you see the twitch you just reach down and grab it and give it a little twitch you know twitch of the wrist and it'll set the hook yes sir Okay. Now you and can also jig fish using just a single rod, you know, by, you know, pitching out there and just work, working the jig, you know, either slow or deep or vertical or horizontal, however you want to work it with a single rod. But you can also do it in rod holders using, you know, jigs. Like say this day I was using minnows, but you can use the jigs the same way. Just drop it down there, you know, in the water and, you know, you can use regular jig heads or I hold jigs, jig heads, you know, put your little crappy magnet bait in the, you know, in the eyes and, and it puts off a little scent. And, but you, you, you can tell by watching that rod tilt when you get that twitch that you've got a bite and you just reach down and give it a little, you know, twitch and set the hook and then, you know, bring them on in. Uh, that's, that's interesting because I've always, you know, when I've seen rods and, and crappie fishermen with rods and rod holders, it's usually with them trolling. Uh, it, it, from what I what I've known, so it, it's it's very interesting to see you using those to fish vertical fish and not trolling. Just just put the put the jig or the men on and drop them down there to the right depth and and watch your rod tip. That's right. What's the name yeah. of that that rod holder? These rod holders that I fish with is high tech rod holders. Okay. You can go online and look it up, and they, you know, they can do kind of whatever you want. You can add as many rod holders to that rod that comes up as you want. Do four, six, whatever. But I usually do two on each one because that way I can, you know, spread them out. You know, bring them in tighter. You know, two's kind of been always been my magic number, and I've got two of those rod holders on on each side of the boat at the front. So. One client could be fishing on four on the right-hand side, and then the other client could be fishing four on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Really great rod holders. I, I mean, many rod holders I fish with, I mean, this is my foremost favorite rod holder. It's easy to put in, easy to set the hook, easy to get out, but they're, they're great rod holders. Well, I'm sitting here looking at them online. I, I Googled it as soon as you said it because it is such a – it's a great-looking system. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and I see the pictures where you can put two on it, you can put four on it. It's a very cool design. I like that. I see why you use it. So as the, you know, we, we've got another cold front coming in, you know, I know up here in Birmingham, it's supposed to get down to 21 in the twenties. I don't know what y'all are supposed to get down in you fall. I'm sure it's going to get colder, but does that affect these, the fish that are, that are deeper that you're catching now? Kind of what's your expectation going into the weekend? On top of that, what's your tip of the day for going into the weekend? If I go this weekend, you know, based on if we really get any sleet, snow, whatever, but, you know, where I would go is I would go to that, you know, 15 to 25 foot of water. That's where I would look first. And I'd look for, you know, the fish to be 18 to 20, maybe even 25 foot deep. And what I would do is, you know, if you see the fish, drop that jig down there, drop that minnow down there, or, you know, if you're going to single line, you know, pitch. And the really the key and the tip, tip of the day is going to be really working that jig really slow you know don't twitch it a whole lot you know maybe just pull it just a tad or either just lift it up you know an inch or two and just because a lot of times those fish will hit that jig just sitting there mm-hmm. they're not real active they're not real active right now you know it's not a hard bite it's going to be just you know a real short bite 
And, you know, like I say, the less movement you can give on that jig or that minnow right now is going to be your, you know, be the tip of the day. It's just real slow moving it. Well, good stuff, man. That's a great tip. Tony, I appreciate you, buddy. If somebody wants to come down there and book a trip with you, I know you stay booked up. And uh, you see, if you want to book a trip down there, do you follow to show enough, catch a lot of crappie and learn about a lot about what you're doing and about maybe what you're hearing on this show? Uh, I would definitely advise you to give Tony a call and get on the get on the waiting list. But what is the best way for him to contact you? Yes, sir. They can do it, you know, on Facebook, go on fishing with Tony or just under my name, Tony Adams, or either they can call me on my my cell, 334-695-3003. That's 334-695-3003. Well, good deal. Hey, Tony, man, I appreciate it, buddy. Stay safe out there and, and uh, make sure and dress warm now because it's going to be cold. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good weekend and enjoy the this cold weather, and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right. Appreciate it. Huh? Take care. All right, guys. Let's take a few more minutes and hear from some more of our sponsors. The Alabama Marine Resources Division reminds all recreational anglers possessing great trigger fish, greater amberjack, or red snapper that they must report these fish through snapper check before they land in Alabama. For more information about snapper check, please visit outdoorsalabama.com. And brought to you by northalabama.org. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnerville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish. And in North Alabama, fishing is great year round. For more information, visit www dot northalabama.org and click on plan to download the north alabama fishing guide and brought to you by fish bites whether you're hitting the sand with set rigs using the traditional scent strips for papano or fishing the flats or marshes for speckled trout redfish or flounder fish bites has something for you family owned and operated in st augustine florida they pride themselves on making reliable consistent fishing products for anglers of all ages around the world fish bites baits and lures are made with pride in the sunshine state usa check out the full line of scented saltwater and freshwater baits at fishbites.com all right guys welcome back to the show Another great, great episode with Tony. Uh, he is the crappie man. Ain't no doubt about it. That Joker, he catches them. <laughs> he catches them when nobody's catching. That's for sure. So y'all be sure and book a trip with Tony down there. Give him a call. You won't regret it. Guarantee you. Hey, and let's stay down there. Uh, let's stay south in Alabama right now. And uh, we haven't been had a good report from West Point in a few weeks. So welcome to the show, Mr. Captain Ken Bearden. Ken, what's going on, buddy? Uh, we just uh, <clears throat> visiting tackle stores today. <laughs> it's cold and raining, and um, had a few things I need to need to purchase. And so me and one of my buddies, so we we went tackle shopping today, which is always fun. Good you for know? you, man. Good for you. Well, yeah. one thing about it, you're right. It is uh, it is definitely cold right now. I think. A lot of uh, most of our fishermen are in tree stands. It sounds like today and uh, through the weekend. Probably, yeah, great time of the year to be out doing that. But hey, the fish are still biting too. We've had some good reports already today from from our crappie fishermen and striped bass fishermen. So uh, I'm look was looking forward to getting you on the phone and and seeing how the bass fishing was going. It has been awesome. I mean, it, I'm telling you, they are they've been eating. In December, when they started pulling the water down, they they got out deep, and I was catching them twenty five to thirty five foot deep uh, on a on a jig, and I mean we was smacking some big ones. And then Christmas came, and I had you know family stuff that we had to go and do, and, um, and then right after Christmas we left and uh, went and visited my daughter in Florida for two weeks, and uh, got back on the Sunday before the Alabama-Georgia game, the national championship, we got back that day, and um, the Georgia Outdoor News called me and said, hey, we're, we've had some people that were supposed to do an article with us and dropped out. You know, we know this is last minute, but you think you can catch a big one? We need a cover shot for the magazine, and 
I said, well, I don't know. I mean, I ain't been a couple of weeks, but um, been, you know, traveling, but I think we can. So we set it up last Thursday uh, to go out. So I had a guy call me that wanted to go out the Monday, the last Monday, too. And so, well, we done, we done the, we went out with Georgia Outdoor News and, um, man, I was smacking some big spotted bass. Um, I couldn't, I was searching and searching. I've been catching largemouth off those places. It's just, for some reason that day, I, I was struggling catching the largemouth. And that's what we need, that's what we needed to get on the cover of the magazine, you mm-hmm. know, the big largemouth. And, uh, I had, I had about nine, uh, around two pounds spotted bass in the live way. He wanted to keep them to make photos. And so it was about two, we started at 10. And so about two, and by two, I had, you know, those nine really nice spots in the, in the live well. And I got to thinking about a couple of places that the sun had been shining on, you know, for a while. And I'd caught big fish there in the past. So I, I went to one and, uh, I pulled out a square bill, a 1.5 chartreuse uh, blackback. Because when we was gone on our trip uh, after Christmas there, you know, we had a big rain and everything, big front came through. And the lake actually came up from six foot low to to full pool. And then they pulled it right back down as we, about the time we got back is when it hit the six foot low again. And so the, it had muddied up water and dingied up water. I was, I had to actually, I, I was catching those on a, like a watermelon jig, mm-hmm. watermelon, red flake, stuff like that, you know, and with that water being dirty, I swapped to the black and blue and I put a, a, a big, what well, a rage tail, uh, crawl on there. Kind of a, kind of a big, big jig but um that's what i call all those spots on that day and then once the sun had been shining on a few rocky big rocky points and stuff i I hit a couple of those and managed to catch one about four and a half nice and uh so yeah so we was able to do the cover shots with that and uh, that's supposed to be out here in probably the next week and a half or so awesome in 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 Georgia, yeah. But then uh, right after he we done that, I had a guy call me. Uh, he was from California. There, he's here uh, in Peachtree City filming uh, movies. You know, they do The Walking Dead up there and several other series. They do a lot of a lot of stuff up there around Atlanta, south of Atlanta. He said, man, I, I, I hadn't got to go fishing um, in eight months now. You know, he said, they're working us nonstop. And, you know, can we go on the 17th? So I pulled up on the phone. I said, man, this is the high. It's supposed to be 43, you know. But, you know, I, I can take it if you can. And he's like, I won't go. He said, <laughs> I can't stand it. And so I said, well, we don't need to meet till you know, Nine thirty or ten, he said that's that's fine. You know, we'll meet at ten o'clock. And so I met him at ten o'clock, and I looked at my at my truck, and it said thirty two degrees when we mm. got to the ramp there. Yeah, and uh, man, the wind was blowing twenty, at least it was had to cold. Be fifteen to twenty, yeah, fifteen to twenty twenty mile an hour out of the northwest, and. Uh, Anyway, I had on my layers. I know how to dress for it, and he, and he had, he was layered up pretty good. But so we went, we went out, and uh, I mean, the first place we stopped, I, I knew the easiest thing would, would be to catch the hybrids and the stripers on a jigging spoon. And we first place I stopped, we we probably caught forty five or fifty. I mean, it was just Goodness. nonstop. Yeah, and uh, and then I moved. I just really got tired of being in that spot. I said, let's yeah. go in the creek here, get on this, on this road bed where they blew the uh, bridge out. So we, we went in there and we actually, we caught some nice spotted bass down there. And then we caught a lot of bunch of hybrids and stuff. And 
He said, "Man, he said, dude, I, I my my toes are frozen. He said, I can't, I can't, I take got it. to go. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah." And I said, "Really?" I said, "Man, I said it's only thirty-seven degrees out here." <laughs> he said, "I can't take it, man." I said, so I run back to the ramp, pulled up Doc, and so I said, "You run, get in your car, turn your heater on. I'll take care of everything. Pull up beside you." Yeah, we had. I mean, we we was slamming the fish. And I went, I went yesterday, and um, uh, I pulled up on one of my jigging spoon holes, and I mean, it's just one, one right after another one. I mean, you, you can catch them like crazy, and they spotted bass, hybrids, a uh, handful of white bass, and a, a few a striper every now and then. Most of them are about two and a half, sometimes a three pound. Uh, hybrid is what been most time been catching. They kind of run about when you find a group, they kind of are all close to the same size. Um, I got tired of that and I thought, well, I'm gonna go down here where I caught some of these fish, you know, um, back before Christmas. And I pulled up on the first hole and uh, I caught one that was almost five right when I got to the end of the stretch there and I thought and I was fishing out kind of deep and I thought well, I wonder if there's any shallow so I, I pulled my DT6 out and turned around went back down the stretch and caught another one that was almost five you know, both those were large mouth and so I, I pulled around to my next big bluffy kind of looking place uh, straight off bank and um I went down it with with the crankbait and didn't get a bite. So when I got to the end of it, it kind of filters out into a big point. And I I threw my I picked up my football head. I'm throwing a one ounce Strike King black and blue. I was throwing a three quarter and I broke it off. Somebody had hung up some braid, and I ended up breaking my last three quarter. And I had I had two one ounce ones, but I've been catching them on the one ounce. But you really don't need a three quarters fine. But I throwed it out there, and there's one set, one spot out there that's got a big rock on it, and I just happened to land right on top of it because, I mean, as soon as it hit, and this is probably 28 feet deep, as soon as it hit, I'm like, man, that don't feel right, you know? I believe that's a fish, and I reared back, and sure enough, there's another one that's right at five pounds. Goodness. So I had, yeah, I had three really nice fish. Um and then I caught some others, two, two and a quarter on the DT6. Just uh, now they were shallow, just covering kind of bluffy, rocky banks. Yeah, it's been so it's I, been I surprising love, I, uh, the last few weeks. <clears throat> you know, we've we we had uh, had a guy on here uh, with you follow last week that fishes there, and he's and he's he's like, man, I, I, if your trolling motor is is hitting the ground, you almost shallow enough. He said, we're catching these bass yeah. uh, and not on a wintertime pattern, but on a springtime pattern right now in, in shallow, shallow water. And, and we're catching 25, 30 pound bags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that happens here too. Um, especially in February, every February you'll see a 27 pound bag weighed in just about every, every February. And, you know, and that's just one time in the, that you see in a tournament there's there's countless other times that guys go out just fishing sure. and catch catch that you know in february they'll they'll i mean they're now you follow they could they'll bed down there uh, probably a month before they will here but mm. our fish here our fish here used to you could get out on the road beds and the deep this is the first time in i'm i'm telling you probably since 2011 that I've been I caught really nice largemouth out deep. Uh, once they got, went, they went to putting all these stripers in here and those stripers got up to 12, 14, 15 uh, pounds and even bigger than that, the largemouth, they stayed up shallow all winter long. They just, they wouldn't live out there on those road beds and hunts with those stripes and stuff. That's just crazy, um, and I don't know what it is that's different about this year. It may have something to do with the strikes, but I've had so many people from around the state, whether it's Gunnersville on the Tennessee River chain or, or the Coosa chain, that are like, you know, we just have not seen the wintertime pattern this year that we normally see. It's like the fish have stayed up. 
uh, or there was a really short period of time where you were, they were more on what we consider a wintertime pattern. And then they went right back up, up shallow again. Yeah. That's what happened here. Right after Thanksgiving, once, once they, you know, pulled the water down to winter level, they came, they went out there deep in that 25 to 35 foot. And what I was fishing was really steep walls. You can just imagine, you know, they left a lot of timber in our lake that they didn't cut out from the from 25 feet up they pretty much took everything except little saplings and stuff but once you hit 25 you start picking up full-size trees under the water Mm. especially in the especially in the 30 35 40 50 i mean they're just everywhere when you you just look at your down scan and everything but that if you if you got a straight wall that's steep what happens it comes down and once it starts to level out in about 25 feet and it gradually slopes out you know 35 when you hit that 35 there'll be a line your trees almost be a line just just think of it as a as a grass line Mm -hmm. under the water and those fish i've done it i've caught them like this in the past they will be from that tree line to where it slopes back up from 25 feet up so you can actually parallel the tree that line. deep water that yeah that tree line and every now and then you'll be like you'll just be reeling your jig up to make another cast and you'll bump a limb because you went over a tree if mm-hmm. you're setting out throwing towards the steep part and you'll bump a limb and, and dang if a fish won't come up and grab it you know he was suspended in that tree caught a good many of those this year reeling the jig in they didn't follow it from the bottom. I know they didn't because I, I bumped a limb. I know I hit a limb. But with you you're fishing a three-quarter ounce and it, and it hits a limb, you know it, you know. Right. Um, yeah, but now now they've, they've gotten back shallower now uh, than they were uh, back after Thanksgiving and before, right before Christmas. They've, they've turned around and come back to the shallow water, which is unusual. But... But yeah. fun, <laughs> but yeah. fun. It's oh, not a bad thing. Yeah, if you, yeah. I mean, those days you don't see but two or three boats, you know, on the lake. <laughs> so you can run around, fish whatever you want to. I mean, I got places I don't fish at all, you know, when there's a lot of boats out because you just don't want to advertise it, right. you know. And some people know about them. That's why I told that guy, you know, when we it was done the magazine. You know, I had a couple places that. You know, we was hunting that big fish. I'm like, you know, we're going to stop fish here, but I, I appreciate if you wouldn't put this in, you know, this spot on in the magazine. You're right. You don't, don't, don't post this spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets enough pressure already, but you still, if you don't know how to line up, make that right cast and hit that one little spot out there, you're not going to catch them because I've, I have won so many tournaments and had to wait for a person to leave, you know, a place so I could pull in there and fish and pull right in there behind them and catch, you know, big fish of the tournament. I've done that. I don't know how many times. I mean, so, you know, getting your right angles and I guess throwing the right baits too, right. you know, makes a difference. But yeah, the fishing, I mean, not, it's the next three months, man, it's, it's, it's on, it is, it is on for, um, large mouth, whatever you really, whatever you catch. Now the hybrids and stripes, the first of March, I quit fooling with them completely because uh, they leave all those creeks and stuff, and they hit the river, and they're going upstream to go spawn up the way up the rivers. Hmm. Uh, the, but right now, right now they they're in the certain areas, and they're going to stay there until the first of March. Uh, so that and that's why I've been able to drive right to and start immediately. I mean, yesterday. I drove that spot, put the trolling motor down. I mean, the first drop was spooned. I mean, hit the bottom, pick it up as a fish on it, you know, and it's like you sit there and you just do it over and over and over. And that's just because those fish are concentrated in those areas for, for winter time, you know, but mm-hmm. they, they'll be, they will, they will leave first of March. I mean, you can just count on their, their instincts tell them to go, to go, yeah, go spawn. Mm-hmm. So the base right now, you know, is is a, a jig, and I since the water's dingy, I've been throwing the black and blue with the rage crawl on there, 
and it's summer crawl, so it's got a little bit of chartreuse in the belly of it, and then I put a little bit of chartreuse on the on the claws, and then a DT6, a, a Fritz flat sided five, any kind of square bill 1.5. Um, that that's gonna be you know you take Alabama rig too, and I will get your arm jerked off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounds like it's a good time to be fishing down there right now. If you can, if you can stand the cold and the weather and the wind, uh, the fish are biting. So if, if somebody's going to come fish this weekend, planning on coming to West Point down to that area, what's your tip of the day? Well, I wouldn't come this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that. wait for another weekend. <laughs> this is going to be pretty brutal. Well, <laughs> that's the, a good tip. Uh, the West Georgia Bass Club. They, they, it's the, their first one of the year, and so uh, they'll have a 80 or 90 boats in it. And like yesterday, there was probably nine boats already there to ramp when I when I went to put in. And I mean, these boys think they're fishing for the Bassmaster Classic, you know. So they, there's going to be a lot of traffic on the lake this weekend. But, you know, after that, they'll be thinking about where they're going to next. So, you know, but, yeah, this if it's, if it's 50 degrees or, or better and the wind's not too bad, I mean, this lake has so many different ramps. Even if the wind is blowing hard, you can go to another area and put in where you're blocked from the wind. You know, there, there's there's all kind of different ramps to put in. Uh, you want to look, this time of year, you want to look for big, big, chunky rocks, nice sloping banks, you know. You want to look for points that are real sharp so it's got deep water on three sides i know if you go back and read some of your how-to fishing books you know some of the old ones they'll they'll tell you about bass in the fall like shallow water next to the deep water Mm -hmm. well that's because he's migrating towards his winter area you know so he's still around there close he's still right around there close to that same place he was in the fall and those kind of places still hold still work uh, even through the winter time uh, i caught several this week that were probably eight or nine feet but it was where uh, actually uh, there was an old pond dam that ran out and they blew up the pond down once the water got halfway up on the dam they blew it out where the water could come out of those ponds because they raised bass and brim and crappy in those ponds for the actually for the lake so once they lake got up on the dam so far they dropped some dynamite on there and blew it out so so you it's kind of like a road bed and all of a sudden boom there's nothing there you know and then it picks back up you know like there was a bridge or something that went across those kind of areas work really good too um but I, i would you know if i was coming down down here um uh, black and blue jig, square bills, DT sixes, the uh, Fritz side number five, crawfish color, shad color. It, I don't think it makes that much matter till you get later. When it gets to March, you need to be throwing red. Mm-hmm. But right, you know, right now, which I'll still throw the shad color patterns right now. Well, that's good Unless stuff. it's muddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Well, that's a great tip, man. Thank you for that. And I always love having you on here, Ken, and appreciate the time you give us. If somebody wants to book a trip with you, uh, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, you go on uh, kenbeardandfishing.com, and um, you can message me, uh, do me an email through there. Uh, you go on Facebook, uh, Ken Beard and Fishing on Facebook, and uh, you can do it, Messenger on it. You can just give me a call, you know, 706-884-0494. And uh, remember, we we take veterans at, at no cost. That's something. I've got about 40 veterans signed up right now. And I'll probably be trying to knock them out most of February with the stripers, you know, yeah. trolling around, catching those, those big stripers. I mean, some of them are not not highly skilled anglers they don't get to go a lot so uh, they'll enjoy that strike fishing yeah that'll be fun that'll be fun yeah yeah they love it and 
Well, uh, we love uh, we love what you do for the for our veterans, and uh, man, you 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 definitely giving back to them on that deal and and showing your appreciation. So, guys, if you're listening, if you're a veteran, want to go fishing with Ken down there. Uh, like he said, they, they take veterans fishing for free. Uh, I know you're very involved in some tournaments and, and things like that for the veterans as well. So if you want to find out more about that, uh, or if you want to book a trip with Ken, yeah, what's the, what's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, if they want to sign up to go out, uh, go on VFO, which stands for Veterans Fishing Organization, VFOHOME, org. And that's our website, and you can sign up on there. Uh, you can go on Facebook and look up Veterans Fishing Organization, and you'll see, you know, from past trips. And uh, you can messenger me on there, too. But vfohome.org is probably the best way to sign up. And Because once you hit submit, that sends me directly an email with your information. And I usually will contact them back and set up a date. That's good, man. That's good. Well, thank you for what you do with that. Well, Ken, man, stay safe out there, brother, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. God bless y'all. Thank you Yes, sir. God bless you. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, let's take just a few more minutes and hear from a couple more sponsors. For Alabama freshwater anglers, you'll want to check out these awesome tournaments. Have you ever had a chance to catch a million-dollar fish? Did you know that beginning in April, there will be not one but two million-dollar bass swimming in Alabama's lakes? OGS Bass Fishing Tournaments will host Crank for Bank, powered by Fishing Chaos, on Wheeler Lakes as well as Lake Martin. So how do you get 400 bass to tag? You hold fishing tournaments. The first event in the OGS Wheeler Lake Fishing Tournament is held at Ingalls Harbor on January 29th, 2022. Fish caught at this event will be tagged and distributed around Wheeler Lake for the Crank for Bank event. The winning team and the highest placing Fishing Chaos subscriber will win free entries to Crank for Bank Lake of their choice. So help us help you win a million dollars by fishing the OGS Lake Wheeler Fishing Tournament January 29th, 2022. For more information, download the Fishing Chaos app or contact Jesse Wilson at 256-508-1853. And brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. All right. Welcome back to the show, guys. Hey, what a great show we've had today. I know it's cold out there in Alabama right now, and it looks like this weekend is going to be pretty brutal weather around the state. I know a lot of y'all in the deer woods right now, and it's a great time for that. But if you're not a deer hunter and and you want to get out and you can stand the cold, the fish are biting. Uh, it ain't going to be a problem to the fish. They, they're, they're still biting and, uh, it sounds like there's quality fishing all over the state right now. So don't be scared to go out there and wet a hook, uh, just dress warm to do it, but that's going to be a wrap for this week's show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a minute and subscribe rate and leave us a review wherever you listen. And if you would like us to send you uh, the show every week, we will do that. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767, and we will email you the show, send it to you each and every week. Stay safe out there, guys, and uh, enjoy the this beautiful state of Alabama and all its natural resources that we have, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report has been brought to you by BoatersList.com. Do you own your own company that needs to reach boaters, anglers, and marine enthusiasts? Sign up for free today to grow your business on BoatersList.com. And by Bucks Island Marina. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services, and now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by The Hunting Exchange. 
In this day and age, we all know it's a struggle to sell hunting equipment on large social media platforms. And that's where the Hunting Exchange steps in. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by MB Ranch King. Save time and money when you buy MB Ranch King's maintenance-free hunting blinds. Call Kevin for info or quotes 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And brought to you by Photonist Defense, PD Pro Ultralight Ultra Compact Night Vision Systems. Simply the best in-class night vision system ever built. Contact us at PhotonistDefense.com to learn more. Photonist Defense, masters of darkness. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Give me a call at 601-383-2344.